0: hello and good afternoon glad to see that you have joined bill allen today on this thursday afternoon welcome to my facebook class we have been looking at the daily bible in chronological order edited by Lagarde smith hope that you're using that wonderful bible reading tool or some other good daily bible reading tool that is a great one i have uh, talked about it and used it a lot and i'm using it this year for the basis of these studies hope that your week has gone well and we're excited about getting into the finishing part of our three-part series on proverbs proverbs is uh, 31 or so chapters and it uh, so it takes a few days to go through that you've been reading through that it's as i said it's like talking to your grandpa or your grandma and uh, and they impart good concrete common sense wisdom and that's what's really found in the wisdom literature and especially in the book of proverbs so we'll be uh, finishing up that part i'm going to start today looking at uh, the scriptures beginning on may 23rd so if you have your the daily bible then you can turn to the readings that begin on may the 23rd and I just go through that. As I've said, F. Lagard Smith does uh, the study of the book of Proverbs topically, just like he does the book of Psalms. And so we've seen a lot of different topics as we've gone through these lessons. And this one, on May 23rd, begins the section on economic well-being. And speaks of wealth and poverty as I've done the last couple of lessons we won't look at all of the scriptures of course that are in these days of readings but we'll highlight several that gives us a good idea of what the wise man is trying to tell us about fearing the Lord holding God in highest of reverence and letting that be seen in our lives living a life of obedience a life of unselfishness a life of discipline and that's what some of the recurring themes in the book of Proverbs so um, Proverbs 3 verses 9 and 10 is how this reading begins on May the 23rd Proverbs 3 9 and 10 honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine very similar to what we read in 2nd Corinthians 8 and 9 that long passage that Paul uh, shares with the church at Corinth as he encourages them to set aside some money so that he can take it to those who are in need in judea and other places um, basically the message is you know god's going to take care of you just like um, uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians uh, Paul also says it in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and we we hear that in uh, the book of Habakkuk and other places as well that God will provide even though we may not see it uh, at the time Malachi says much of the same thing at the end of the Old Testament Uh, continuing on in chapter 11 verse 28 of Proverbs those who trust And their riches will fall but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf and from everything that paul says in second corinthians 8 9 that jesus says in matthew 6 that passage one of joyce's favorites about the lilies of the field and the birds of the air uh, also, of course, 1 Timothy 6 and others, the, the problem with holding on to wealth with a tight uh, grip is that it, it, it emphasizes where your trust is. It tells us that your trust is in your things and in your job and in your 401k and in your uh, money rather than in uh, the Lord God who is the great provider, Jehovah Jireh. And so that's that's the issue in whom do you trust Uh, Proverbs 14 verse 20 the poor are shunned even by their neighbors but the rich have many friends (laughs) I I don't know how helpful that is but it is certainly true uh, the wise man says and this verse Proverbs 15 verse 16 better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil and that is certainly certainly true whatever you have it's better if you trust and fear the lord rather than uh, seeking after material gain without him chapter 22 verse verse 2 rich and poor have this in common the lord is the maker of them all Uh, a statement we need to remember rich and poor all have the same maker and it is Uh, The Lord God Chapter 28 verse 6 Better the poor whose walk is blameless Than the rich whose ways Are perverse Uh, Proverbs 3 verses 27 And 28 do not withhold good From those to whom it is due When it is in your power To act do not say to your neighbor Come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you When you already have it with you Great principle for us to live by is, you know, if you need to give somebody something, go and give it to them. Don't wait. There's no reason to wait. Uh, great advice, great counsel from the wise man in Proverbs, chapter 11, verse uh, starting at verse 24. One person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Again, we've said these are proverbial statements. Are there exceptions? There certainly are. Sometimes uh, the, uh, the ungodly have great wealth and those who are generous uh, seem to be in poverty. But we know that overall, generally speaking, these principles are exactly the truth. Proverbs 19, verse 17, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. So in that kindness, you're not lending to the poor. You're actually lending to the Lord. You're giving glory to God. Uh, just as it has been said negatively, if you withhold that uh, and show contempt for the poor, you're actually showing contempt for their maker. Uh, whoever, verse uh, Chapter 21, verse 13, whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered (laughs) what goes comes around goes around or what goes around comes around that sort of thing you reap what you sow paul says in galatians 6 Uh, certainly true proverbs 14 verse 31 whoever oppresses the poor as i said a moment ago shows contempt not for them but for their maker but whoever is kind to the needy honors god So whenever you're kind or you're uh, withholding that kindness, you're doing so to the Lord. Just as Jesus says in Matthew 25, when you have helped those in need, the least of these, you have done that for me. And when you have withheld that help, you've withheld it from me. Proverbs 16, verse 8, Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. What a great statement for us here in America, a very blessed land to remember that that, that gain uh, needs to come with righteousness and if it doesn't come with righteousness then we uh we certainly have no benefit from it uh, proverbs 22 verse 22 do not exploit the poor because they are poor and do not crush the needy in court for the lord will take up their case and will exact life for life god will come to their defense chapter 29 verse 13 the poor and the oppressor have this in common the lord gives sight to the eyes of both again ultimately rich or poor uh, famous or unknown whatever your situation in life might be the lord is your maker and all of us are on equal footing before the lord Much is said in Proverbs about industriousness. Being uh, industrious, working hard, and not being a sluggard. (laughs) And that's one of my favorite terms from the Bible, and it is found throughout the book of Proverbs. Don't be a sluggard. Uh, Proverbs 6, beginning at verse 6. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Look at the ant, you sluggard. Look how industrious the ant is, and even though it's a tiny creature, it builds a great home. Uh, Continuing on in Proverbs 6, verse 9 and following, How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. An occasional nap, not a bad thing. I'm finding that out more and more in my later years, but that's a whole different thing than being lazy rather than being a hard worker and industrious. Uh, Scripture calls us, uh, to do that much to say again about uh, being disciplined and working hard chapter 20 verse 4 sluggards do not plow in season so at harvest time they look but find nothing uh, again a call to be willing to work and to uh, and to continuing to try to uh, make your way uh, lots in proverbs about that those who work their land Proverbs 28 verse 19 will have abundant food but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. It's okay to take the risk when it's appropriate but if you're just in dreamland uh, as James puts it in James chapter 2 faith without works is dead. You can say God will take care of me but God may be taking care of you by giving you that job uh, calling on you to be willing to work hard. And to do what needs to be done now, it's called delayed gratification um, and and expecting something uh, better down the road. Uh, I think the wise man in Proverbs would say that's how we should live. Um, okay well let's keep going now we're on May the 24th uh, talking about uh, parents and children lot to be said about this in Proverbs Proverbs 1 verses 8 and 9 listen my son to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching they are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck Uh, listen to good counsel and that begins with parents and grandparents chapter 17 verse 6 children's children grandchildren are a crown to the aged and parents are the pride of their children what a what a great blessing me now as a papa as a grandfather uh, I simply adore this this verse proverbs 17 verse 6 children's children are a crown to the aged and that's certainly how we feel joyce and i they're gammy and papa about our grandchildren and parents are the pride of their children Uh, We love our daughters and their husbands very, very much And uh, praise God for the children that he has given us Uh, Proverbs 23, beginning at about verse 23 Buy the truth and do not sell it Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well Buy the truth and sell it not What a great statement that's much needed in our society today Uh, Proverbs 16 verse 31 gray hair is a crown of splendor it is attained in the way of righteousness I see a little bit gray on me Uh, ever since I was in North Carolina and the state trooper when I tried to tell her to get my new driver's license um, that my hair was brown she said don't you mean gray sir and I thought no but gray is better than gone (laughs) and I have a little bit of both actually a lot of both But scripture gives me something to hold on to. Gray hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in the way of righteousness. Chapter 20, verse 29, the glory of young men is their strength. Gray hair, the splendor of the old. I think as we grow old, we do that in great faith and in gratitude to God for blessing our lives to carry us through uh, this many years. And I think that is a tremendous blessing. Uh, we continue on as he talks about uh, marriage and women, specifically in wives. Chapter 18, verse 22, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. I say a hearty amen to that. He has certainly blessed me. Uh, With a wonderful wife, but sometimes the writer of Proverbs goes a little bit far in talking about the other uh, Side of that and so here's a few verses that the men may want to highlight the women not so much Proverbs 21 verse 9 better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife I think we should could say spouse there But this is how the wise man records it chapter 21 verse 19 better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. And then these words in chapter 27, verses 15 and 16. A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. (laughs) I think it's a call for all of us to be good to our husbands, to our wives. Chapter 16, verse 12. Kings detest wrongdoing for a throne is established through righteousness we pray for our leaders that their authority and their leadership will be uh, established through righteousness Um, we continue on in chapter 20 verse 28 love and faithfulness keep a king safe through love his throne is made secure we call on our leaders to lead with love with discipline with truth and honesty and integrity Um, Chapter 23 When you sit to dine with a ruler Note well what is before you And put a knife to your throat If you are given to gluttony (laughs) In other words Make a good impression And don't let yourself go Chapter 24 verse 21 Fear the Lord and the King My son Uh, Scripture calls on us to respect authority Not just the ones that we agree with But especially the ones that we don't the ones that we agree with, nobody's going to have to tell us to respect them and honor them. It'll just come naturally because we like them. <laughs> it's the ones that we don't like that Scripture tells us. Old Testament and new. Certainly Paul in Romans 13, Peter in First Peter 2, other passages call us to respect those in authority. Fear the Lord and the King, my son, the wise man uh, says. Um, let's see uh, Proverbs 17 verse 17 we get to the section about friendship 17 verse 17 a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity what a great statement a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity chapter 18 verse 24 one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother I think we see that in our lives in many cases in the lives of people that you may know who have uh, friends and family within the church that are even closer to them uh, than their own physical family. Certainly Jesus experienced that during his lifetime, especially after he began his ministry. Thankfully, his family came around and two of his brothers became leaders in the church in writing New Testament books, the book of James and the book of Jude. Um, let's see in chapter 27 around verse 9 or so do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family and do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away we see that in so many areas of our lives as we go through difficult, difficult things, whether it's storms such we have had here, horrible tragedies such as we've seen in Uvalde this week, other things that uh, come upon us that we need somebody there with us. Sometimes it's that neighbor that's much closer than a family member who is far away. Um, chapter 22, verse 1, on reputation. A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Guard your reputation like you would um, a bucket full of gold. Proverbs 3, verses 25 and 26. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. Our confidence and faith and trust is in the Lord. Chapter 14, verse 32. When calamity comes, the wicked are brought down, but even in death, the righteous seek refuge in God. Uh, We can be courageous and confident and have the assurance of serving and following the Lord even in difficult times. Proverbs 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Uh, Hope deferred is is a sad thing. But when that hope is fulfilled, when that longing is fulfilled, it's a huge blessing. Chapter 23, verses 17 and 18. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. There is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Uh, What a great, great statement. Hope and fear in the Lord. Uh, We continue on in the May 25th reading in chapter 17, verse 22, this great statement. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Better to have a cheerful heart, obviously. And I think that's not dependent upon our circumstances. We don't have to necessarily deny Uh, And not acknowledge the difficulties that we might be going through, but they don't also they don't have to take away our joy They don't have to take away our cheerful heart that comes from the Lord Well at the end of the book of Proverbs There are some sayings of some others other than Solomon. We don't know much about these but uh, in chapter 30 we find the sayings of Augur a g u r Um, And so we continue on in chapter 30 I think this is a very important passage In chapter 30 verses 7 through 9 Two things I ask of you Lord Do not refuse me before I die Keep falsehood and lies far from me Give me neither poverty nor riches But give me only my daily bread Otherwise I may have too much and disown you And say who is the Lord Or I may become poor and steal And so dishonor the name of my God the wise men in Proverbs, they understood that there are temptations with the poor and the rich. And so uh, the wise man says, give me, give me balance. <laughs> don't let me get to either extreme. Be too rich to where I no longer rely on the Lord. And that's exactly what Paul says in 1 Timothy 6. And then also, don't let me be too poor because then I might be tempted to steal. Uh, what a great, great statement in Proverbs. Uh, Thirty. There are several times in the Proverbs that, um, that he t- gives lift different kinds of lists. And we see some of these as we continue on in chapter 30, beginning in verse 24. Four things on earth are small, yet they are extremely wise. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. Hyraxes, some kind of badger type creature, are creatures of little power, yet they make their home in the crags. Locusts have no king, yet they advance together in ranks. A lizard can be caught with the hand, yet it is found in king's palaces. (laughs) We've had lots of lizards that show up at our house here in northeast Texas at times as well. And uh, even though they're tiny, you can hold them in your hand. It just seems like sometimes you can't get rid of the little things. Uh, certainly true and then in chapter 31 the sayings of King Lemuel an inspired utterance his mother taught him and you'll remember Proverbs 31 uh, and we'll remind you of that in just a moment Uh, chapter 31 verse 4 first of all it is not for kings Lemuel it is not for kings to drink wine nor for rulers to crave beer lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive all the oppressed of their rights Let beer be for those who are perishing. Wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. It's just not wise to give yourself over to alcohol. Not wise at all. There's too many dangers. There's too many other things that you can drink. I urge you, I urge you, having seen firsthand the destruction that it can bring, uh, there's no reason to go there. There's just not. Uh, chapter 31 verses 8 and 9 speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves for the rights of all who are destitute speak up and judge fairly defend the rights of the poor and the needy Uh, great advice for kings for all in authority for all of us as we live and then chapter 31 uh, goes on starting in verse 10 to describe this wife of noble character you've heard it quoted many times Uh, we use it a lot on Mother's Day on other uh, times when we're emphasizing the godly women that we know and love and appreciate so much Uh, beginning in Proverbs 31 verse 10 a wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies One of my favorite book titles is this. uh, (laughs) Written by a woman and the book title was The Proverbs 31 Lady and Other Impossible Dreams. (laughs) And as we read through this list, you know that it's hard to measure up to this lady, the Proverbs 31 lady. And it may very well be that it's almost impossible to, to have all of these characteristics, male or female. But let's read through it because it's a great, great list. Proverbs 31, again, starting in verse 10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously, her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness." Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And I say a hearty amen to that passage about the wife the woman of noble character and i thank god for the godly women that he has put in my life through the churches through family members of course my wonderful wife joyce my daughters amy and amanda god has shown me firsthand the truth in those great statements in proverbs 31 well, there uh, that gets us out of the book of Proverbs. And so before we leave today, I'd like for us to look at one of the songs of Solomon. We saw a psalm, I believe it was Psalm 72, that was attributed uh, in the title of the psalm to um, to King Solomon. There's another one, and it's Psalm 127. And so we'll look at that psalm as well uh, as uh, we find uh, this being written according to the title again not inspired but very likely accurate uh, a, a psalm of Solomon psalm 127 begins with these familiar words and great words unless the Lord builds the house the builders labor in vain unless the Lord watches over the city the guards stand watch in vain in vain you rise early and stay up late toiling for food to eat for he grants sleep to those he loves Children are a heritage from the Lord, offering a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. What a great, great statement our nation and our society needs to hear. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. It is a a wonderful, wonderful statement. Uh, that solomon brings us in psalm 127 Um, well i'd like for us to take uh, a look at the song of solomon and or also referred to as the song of psalms along with the book of ecclesiastes as we close out the study of the book of of the of uh, the writings of king solomon and we'll do that next week on tuesday and thursday as we look at those two great books and the great wonderful uh, love story that's seen in the song of songs or song of solomon And also the very challenging words That are found in the book of Ecclesiastes As Solomon goes through all kinds of things To search for meaning and purpose in life And he finally finds it And we'll talk about that uh, next week From the book of Ecclesiastes I pray that you have a good weekend We continue to pray for those who are hurting In Uvalde and in Ukraine And in so many other places uh, in our world today And we ask the Lord to to be a real presence and a comfort and a guide and a blessing uh, to all. Um, I hope that you have a great weekend. God bless. I'll see you on Tuesday.